What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. People feel that they don't want to build a brand because they feel that they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And they feel that if they put something out there, sharing their journey, sharing their project, sharing something new that they learned, somebody's going to make fun of them because they said something wrong or did something wrong. Yeah. But here's the secret that for those of you who don't know, even the experts that look you look at, they don't know anything either. Everyone has the same feeling. Even a CEO comes to work and says, man, today the day they figure out I don't know anything. One of the most important things in this space, beyond the knowledge, is you actually having a career brand, specifically for those that are in tech, but also say this for those that are interested in breaking into tech, where I say, yo, don't just get the knowledge and information and just apply to companies. Maybe post some of your knowledge on LinkedIn. Showcase some of the things that you're learning from the ed tech platform that you attended. Showcase that you're going to tech networking events and a variety of other things. I'm gonna be very real. Even out of some of the layoffs that have happened, I can look at my friends that are in tech that have have a brand or been posting content or showcasing their knowledge versus the ones that just work in tech and are just just getting the tech bag but not networking, not doing other things to show themselves as a bit of a thought leader. And you can guess which ones got laid off versus which ones careers have continued to excel. Now listen, I say all of this to say that you wanna make sure you are sticking around until the end because not only is the guest we have today someone that's gonna show you how to level up in tech, but also show you different gems and advice that he has on how he's been able to scale his brand in tech as well. So that way you can steal all his notes and gems to do the same thing for yourself. Again, make sure y'all stick around to the end because we also have a giveaway for uh, a guest. We're gonna be announcing the giveaway winner at the end. Brodus, thank you so much, man, for being on Tech is New Black. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man, so we got a lot to talk about, so I want to go ahead and jump straight into it. So less than six years ago, it's actually crazy to me, like, how fast you've scaled and brand-wise, career-wise, helping so many people, because just six years ago, you weren't even in tech. And can you tell people, like, what were you doing exactly at the time? What was life like? What was the eureka moment that made you say, yo, I need to go ahead and get in tech. And what was that transition like? <laughs> yeah. So I was a banker for a company called Truist. It was BBNT <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, day in, day out, we work with hundreds of customers. Mm-hmm. And at that time, really, my thought process was, hey, man, if I can just make 50K, become a manager, I'm good, right? Man. And that's how I limited my mindset. Yeah, that's, I, know was, the, I right? remember those times, yeah. So um, really what really sparked the interest in going into something else was uh, a customer came in and 
kind of ring my butt for some money that was missing out of their account. They spent mm. it, but, you know, they wanted to figure out what was going on. And um, that person was like, hey, Mr. Palmer, look at my account. Look how much money I have in my account. And that's the type of service I expect from you. Whoa. And I was like, well, nah, I can't have that. Yeah. You know, no, I was like, I can't have anybody talking to me like that. I need to do something different. At that, It was literally a wow. light bulb. It's like, I need to do something different with my life. And the question came in that moment, like, what are you going to do? I got it. I'm going to get into tech. So the second question was like, well, what the heck are you going to do? You don't know nothing about tech. Yeah. You don't know anyone that's in tech. Tech is vast. What is it that you're going to do? And that's where it started, you know, the thinking process of how yeah. I was going to get in. So what was it that, because I, I get that moment that you had. I had a lot of moments like that. When yeah. I was a ride share driver, I had moments where, you know, people got out of my car and it was like, you broke. Like, that's why you, you taking me to my crib. Look, I literally had a dude get out the car. He was like, look at where I live. He said, look oh. at where I live. He was like, look, look at your car. Look, look, you know, and I couldn't say nothing, but like, I mean, but you needed a ride, though. Like, I, I couldn't say much, you know. And now the irony is that I, when I was looking for a place to stay in Atlanta, I actually saw those the, the units or the building he li lived at. And I was like, yo, that's beneath me. Like, I wouldn't even stay there now. And so I showed you how things changed. But I'm curious. So you, you had that moment where you're like, yo, bumping, I'm getting in tech. Yeah. What did you see or what was it before that showed you, yo, that's the space that's promising? So crazy thing is I come from a, a rural area out of Virginia. Okay. Right? So these two gentlemen came in um, and I just noticed their direct deposits was like 4K for every two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, hold on now. Consistently. What, <laughs> what y'all do? And it was like, well, we in tech. We're almost like a database admin. We're almost like, you know, IT engineer or yeah. something like that. And I was like, you work from home? He was like, yeah, we work from home. So if you know where, where I'm from, you have to understand that half of the county was on files and half of the county was still on DSL. Okay. Slow dial up. I'm, I'm, I'm not going, oh, okay, so, you're, okay, you're talking about some tech stuff. So, yeah, so internet you, you said files, right? I'm like, what? But so DSL, this, yeah. I know that. So okay. These gentlemen lived in the half of the county that was still on slow internet speed. Yeah. So I was like, you mean tell me? Y'all make it 4K every two weeks, and you on slow dial-up at your crib. So that's when I started really looking at, like, okay, maybe this is something that could be promising for me. So I just stored it in the back of my mind yeah. for the time being and really never thought about it again until mm -hmm. that incident where that customer came in, and I was like, hey, it's time for me to make 4K yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, man. Yo, that's that's so fire. Man, that's, that's so beautiful how... I mean, let us know in the comments, like, because I've seen a lot of people that watch Tech is New Black, and they'll tell me months later or a year later, they'll say, yo, I've seen your content, but I finally decided to make a move. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's going to be some people that they watch this episode where they've seen other episodes, they've seen other guests, they've had it stored in their mind, but this is going to be the episode that, like, sparks that decision. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the comments, those of y'all that, you know, at the end of this conversation, you're like, yo, I'm interested in this. This was the conversation that I needed. Uh, that definitely, definitely inspires us and also it inspires uh, the guest to continue doing what he's doing. So... I tell people all the time the importance of networking in tech. Uh, I believe it's, it's like a, you know, networking both online as well as in person at tech networking events. 
I thought I went to a lot of events, but when I was looking at your LinkedIn and yo, so I said, yo, this man's at all these different events <laughs> and he's, and the thing that's crazy is like, you're at such a level in a, in a space where the person would think, oh, you don't need to network anymore. Oh, you don't need to like leverage LinkedIn to post content and to, to do, do all of those different elements. I mean, cause like you having 60,000 followers on LinkedIn I consider that like almost like having a quarter million followers on Instagram mm. just because of the value of it. Right. Yeah. And so absolutely. and and so I'm looking at that. And I'm like, yo, man, like, man, that's really impressive. This guy's doing some amazing things. And people don't follow people on LinkedIn because you cute. Like, it's right. not because you're cute or you're funny. <laughs> it's because you have value. Yeah. People see you as a source of value. Yeah. And man, but you've been able to scale it in such a way and scale your network and help so many people, bro, can you please give the people some tips and gems when it comes to scaling, like whether it's their LinkedIn or scaling their, their network uh, within this space? Yeah, so first of all, you gotta look at it from, first you gotta get out of your comfort zone. Okay. You have to get out of your comfort zone. This bubble that you're in is not going to lead you to success. The success is outside of the comfort zone. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, I started to look at when I got on LinkedIn because that helped me get into tech, okay. be, me building my brand. Oh, yeah. I started thinking, okay, well, there's folks out there that's just like me or even behind me. I know I know nothing, right? right? But it's some folks that know absolutely nothing. Yeah. And what can I do to teach them to help them and motivate them to continue on the track and really navigate the roadblocks yeah. that I came across, right? So I started just creating motivational content and just started showcasing my journey. Not really showcasing the work I was doing, but just saying, this is what I'm doing, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. this is some things you might feel. Tech can be learned. Tech can be learned on any platform. Mm -hmm. It's the imposter syndrome, it's the anxiety, it's the fear mm -hmm. that gets in most folks' way of even starting taking the first step and even starting trying to brand themselves. Yeah. So. I just started there. I started creating content and just being consistent with it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post every day because if I don't, then the people that's watching me trying to learn from me mm -hmm. are not getting the value that keeps mm -hmm. them motivated to make it into tech like I'm yeah. trying to make it into. Mm -hmm. So post, be consistent on any platform you choose, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, that's the professional network. But Number three is really focusing on shaking virtual hands mm -hmm. or virtually shaking hands. Okay. Connecting with folks that are in the industry and doing what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Introducing yourself. If you live in Atlanta, if you live in D.C., if you live L.A., reach out to those folks, introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I know you live in the city. I would love to take you out to coffee or mm -hmm. we go grab some lunch. I want to just connect with you. And that could be opportunities, especially if they're content creators as mm -hmm. well. There could be opportunities for you to really co-collab on their platform and they can come on your platform. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's big is podcasts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody, you know, wants to start a podcast, but once again, creating that podcast, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to give value. Yeah. It's always somebody that's just like you mm -hmm. that's looking to do what you're doing. People feel that they have no value to give. I felt that way the same, you know, same time. But you just have to understand somebody is out there that's looking for the information that you're willing to give. Mm -hmm. And if you give it, you get more comfortable with giving it. You get more comfortable being consistent. And then it just spreads like wildfire. You never know who's watching. 
opportunities come from that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned my first role, six-figure paycheck, just from branding myself yes. and putting myself out on the platform where I mm-hmm. thought nobody was listening. Yeah. And the whole time they was watching me and it was like, yeah. we like what you're doing. We like you putting yourself out there and we like mm-hmm. your brand. We want you to come on in and uh, you know be an employee with us. Yeah, people don't realize how important that is. I love you mentioning the consistency piece. That's important. And as well as the fact that you were so brand new to the space, but you still chose to post content based on the limited information you had, but it was still enough that it showed people, okay, this guy's curious. This guy is in, he, he's, he's showing that he has knowledge in this space. Yeah. And I, I think people really... They think, oh, I don't know that much, so if I share knowledge, I'll look like an idiot. But on the mm. reversal, what I think most people don't realize that are entry level or new to the, the industry is that a lot of the people that are expert level, they're not posting any content. Right. So you posting content, it's especially on platforms like LinkedIn, where it's like, yo, it's almost a wide open space. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's a lot of smart people but you posting, you being one of the only ones to post content has immense value, especially for the companies that are hiring and looking for you. If you're interested in breaking into a six-figure career in tech or scaling to over half a million dollars in tech, then this video is for you. If not, then just swipe away. But I was able to break into the tech industry October 2021, and in my first year, I scaled to over half a million dollars in tech. My second year, I was able to gross over a million dollars. More importantly, I was able to freely help over 600 people break into six-figure tech careers as well and scale further in the industry. Now, the number one question I've been getting from people is how was I able to do this? How was I able to make so much money? How was I able to also help as many people as I've been able to help? Well, aside from doing coaching calls and trying to spend a whole bunch of time helping people individually, I've decided to create the Tech Rich Program, where I literally break every single thing down that I've done and what I've been doing to show others how they can break into tech faster or scale to over half a million dollars plus within their first few years in the tech industry as well. All you got to do, click the link in my bio. All the information is there. Check out the description. Message me if you have any other questions. And I'll see you on your journey scaling in tech. There was something, speaking of, uh, of posting, there was something that you had uh, put up where you said that you had shared um, five, you had a, a PDF of five pitfalls to avoid when starting your tech journey. Yeah. Can you share like what are, like if we have time, all of those or what are some of those pitfalls that um, that you see people making when starting their tech journey? Yeah, so one of the pitfalls we were just talking about is building a brand and people feel that they don't want to build a brand because as you just mentioned, they feel that they don't know anything mm-hmm. and they feel that if they put something out there, sharing their journey, sharing their project, sharing something new that they learned, somebody's going to make fun of them because they said something wrong or did something wrong. Yeah. But here's the secret that for those of you who don't know, even the experts that look you look at, they don't know anything either. <laughs> so we all just in this field trying to learn every day because this yeah. thing is forever changing. Everyone has the same feeling. Even a CEO comes to work and says, Man, today, today, they figure out I don't know anything. That's hilarious. You know, so just that's number one. Just do it. Number two, it's really understanding this is a lifelong journey of learning. If you're going to get into tech, if you're going to say, I'm going to put my foot forward every day, just know it's every day. Yeah. There's no stopping. The moment you stop, 
that's when tech start changing and that's when you put the stress on yourself mm. where now you, you have to get ready instead of staying ready. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say is showcase what you're doing. Showcase the technical part of your work. Okay. A lot of people are showcasing projects, showcasing what they're doing, but they're one, two, three in it. Okay. I know it didn't work one, two, three. It's done. I want to see the problems that you face. What are the failures that you face in the technical mm -hmm. aspect of it? So if you're doing a project, let's say, for cloud folks, you're creating a static website. I know one, step one didn't take you to step two, step two didn't take you to step three. What happened between step one and two, right? Yeah. What were the errors? How did you navigate those roadblocks? Mm -hmm. Because that showcases your creativity and how you can solve problems. And that's what people want to see. They don't want to see what everybody else is doing. They want to see what you can do. What can you bring to the table if I were to let you on my team? Yeah. How can you solve problems with our organization if I were to give you something that you never seen before? So just understand that. And the next thing is the pitfalls we go into is we don't want to learn anything new. We get stuck in a tech stack. We learn something for the next 30 days, 90 days, six months, and we stay there. Mm -hmm. You've got to continue to pick up new industry trends. Excuse me. Um, 2024 is here. Mm -hmm. Industry trends are changing. The, yeah. the buzzword of this industry is AI. Yes. AI, 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 mm -hmm. right? You don't have to become an expert in it. You just have to understand how companies are using it. Yeah. How is it impacting the world? So you having that mindset of, you know, when I was at a uh, tech event, I had a uh, guy that um, at the company I was working for at the time called Linux Academy. Okay. He said, Linux Academy? Man, I've been doing Linux for 25 years. I don't need to learn nothing else about anything. And I'm thinking, well... You've been doing this for 25 years, but somebody who's been doing this for a year is going to come and take your spot. Yep. Because they've been learning all types of stuff the for the last stuff. year. Yes. Right? So get yourself out of the mind frame of, I'm going to learn this and that's it. You're going to have to continue to learn and you're going to have to stay on top of industry trends. Those are the pitfalls I say for somebody who's just starting. Get that in your head right now um, and you'll never lose. Yeah. Yo, that's so good. I, it's like this industry is is kind of up for grabs for whoever's hungry. Whoever's hungry, yeah. and like you mentioned, whoever is just constantly learning. Yep. And I mean, that's that's so. Real. I think about when I was at my first tech company, Dialpad. What was actually crazy is that when I got there, I was you know entry level sales engineer, didn't know much of anything, was imposter syndrome through the roof. <laughs> Thinking, okay, I'm just a token hire. So I'm feeling like, yo, I have to prove myself. But what I started to realize, like, of course, there was so much information, so much knowledge yeah. about the company and the tech stack where I'm like, yo, there's no way. It's like endless knowledge. And then as soon as I, I started feeling like I knew 10% of the information in the company, the company rolled out some new software <laughs> technology where they're like, hey, guys, we all have to learn this now so you could demo this as a sales engineer. So I felt like I was in this weird space of as soon as I get close to the surface, like, okay, here comes some more water to get piled on. So in the time, that's how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So I, I was working and I was like studying, studying. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm, I'm, they probably looking at me like, man, this guy don't know nothing. He an idiot while we hire him. Two things happened that they, they, they taught me something beautiful. This goes in line with what you said. One, when reports came out, uh, when it, the quarterly reports came out in terms of how many deals were closed and deals that we were attached to, 
out of all the sales engineers in the company, I mean, they had like senior principal level sales engineers, way smarter than me, knew way more about sales engineering than me, much respect, hats off to them. I actually brought the company more money in that quarter. Mm. The brand new sales mm. engineer over the people that have been sales engineers for 12, 13, 14, 15 years. So that was one piece where I knew for a fact I didn't have a tenth of the knowledge that they had in, in terms of being sales engineers. But one, there was a certain flavor and flair that I brought to my demos uh, personally yep. that they weren't able to bring to their demos. Now, mind you, again, they're fire. I ain't trying to down them at all, but just realizing, yo, our own unique value that we have and we bring to the table. The second piece was that because the company was rolling out new technology, new new updates, I started realizing this after a while, we would be in meetings, I would be in meetings with all of the, the, the top dog sales engineers, and then they would ask a question about the new technology that our company rolled out, and they're like, yo, like, what does it do? Like, what's, what's that? And I'd be sitting there thinking like, Yo, y'all don't know that? I, I know that. And I'll be like, if I come off mute and I answer the question, am I going and I would come off mute and I'll be like, oh, it's this and this and this. And they'll be like, oh, really? There's all oh, Cyrus, like, okay, and they would start asking me questions, I would answer them. And I started realizing, oh, snap. Because the company's coming out with new technology, it kind of resets the game. To where Absolutely. if I become the subject matter expert of this before they do, then I'm automatically the person that they come to. And they send. it got to the point people high up in the company will get sent to me because I learned something before the seniors did. Mm. And so, again, going in line with what you said, whether we're talking AI or we're talking about just updates in, in Linux or just this space in general, it's a space where it's up for grabs, even if you're entry level. Yep. And so that's why I got so excited when you kind of shared that and you broke that down because again, people get scared and intimidated thinking they have to know everything. And it's like, man, no, if, if you just know the latest stuff, then that could put you in front of everybody else. Yep. So because companies want the person that knows the latest stuff because the com companies want to have the latest stuff. Absolutely. So, man, that's uh, you got me real hype when you said that. I'm not, not even going to lie. I mean, because that's the thing that keeps people from starting is or keeps people frustrated is because yeah. they feel like they have to become an expert in this thing before they move to the next thing. Yeah. Right. The whole thing about tech, especially when you're starting, is about understanding that exposure equals experience. Mm -hmm. So... If you the job is to get exposed to solving problems with various services and tools. If mm -hmm. you have something that's new, check it out. If it's a new service that you never heard of, let's say if it's an AWS or Microsoft Cloud, whatever it is, right? Check it out. Do a little quick start, quick tutorial. Understand how it works. I guarantee you that a lot of people don't even know that, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you get on a team, if you're already on a team, if you do it, a lot of your peers are not even going to understand how, how it works or what it does. Mm -hmm. You understand it because you did the basics. Mm -hmm. You took a quick tutorial. So that's it. That's all you have to do. Like, get out of your own way. Just open your mind to receiving this new uh, tech systems and services and processes that's going on. And you're going to shoot yourself to the next level. Yeah. Uh, fear is a liar. That's all I'm going to tell you. Yo, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Now, let us know in the comments, like, when you hear that, and, like, let us know. Like, if you're like, okay, I, like, the, if you were the type of person that felt that you had to know everything or be an expert, like Brodus was just saying, 
you know, let us know for those of y'all that recently broken into tech and you've been able to see your own value. If you resonate with what we're talking about, if you've been able to see it and experience it and see like, man, I have value, even though I'm new to this space. And so we definitely want to hear from y'all. And again, we're going to be going through the comments and finding uh, one of the comments that are there to uh, to announce you as a giveaway winner in uh, our future episodes as well. So make sure that you're commenting, but also stay tuned for future episodes. Now, bro, it's kind of jumping off of uh, that last point about people learning just some of the latest things that are happening. I want to talk a little bit about level up in tech because you've been helping a lot of people. I've seen a lot of testimonials on your uh, on your LinkedIn. And it's like one thing people can't cap about is receipts. You know, right. it's like yeah. people can say, oh, yeah. yo, I could do this. I could do that. But it's like and that's why even on, on my Instagram, like, I, I like go live with people where they're able to tell their testimony. And people are like, OK, cool. Like, all right. Because before people say I was capping when I was like, you can get in tech, whatever. And I was like, OK, let me start going live with people. But I mean, you got a lot of. Receipts. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try seats on your, on your page. So can you please tell us a little bit about Level Up in tech, but also kind of going back to what we were mentioning earlier, like what things are people learning in Level Up in tech that is, I guess, like, you know, within like modern times when it comes to like whether tech stack or when mm -hmm. it comes to what's happening in the industry? Yeah. So Level Up in Tech is a program we built. It's a 24 week program. We focus on helping current and future techies uh, learn how to solve problems as cloud engineers. And yeah. then we help them uh, land high paying roles. Yeah. So typically the problems we try to solve is when I got into tech, right, or when I was trying to get into tech, mm -hmm. we, we, I, I typically patent this program after my journey and we, we would find it over the years. Mm -hmm. But when I got into tech, speaking to mentors and people that were in tech, the moral of the story was get your certifications, mm -hmm. you get hired. So I went and got three AWS certifications. And it made me a shiny object. People was hitting me up like, hey, oh my God, we want to interview you. But when I got in the interview, I realized I didn't know nothing about what they were talking about. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> And that helped me understand, like, man, the certifications just gave me a foundation. Yeah, it I, didn't really show me how to solve problems. Yeah, I tell people all the time, yeah. I'm like, yo, certifications are, they're beneficial, but that's not the end all be all. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had to go back to the drawing board and really focus on the tools and services, even the processes they were talking about, learn them, and then show how I can solve problems. Yeah. And in 10 months, I was able to land a, uh, a six-figure role. Yeah. But... What we wanted to do is just show people the real realization, the reality of mm -hmm. what does it take to become a cloud engineer mm -hmm. and look at the industry trends and 
what can we do to help folks with different tech stacks understand how to solve problems with different services and tools like, mm -hmm. you know, um, Linux and server scripting, containerization, mm -hmm. uh, you know, infrastructure as code and learning the cloud platforms in itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while someone may go through a solutions architect exam or go through a developer they need to understand it didn't make them a developer, mm. right? It's just those exams show you the services that developers use to develop in yeah. that environment, right? Mm -hmm. But we wanted to show you as a cloud engineer, how would you collab with those developers to you know, take code, test code, uh, deploy it in a test environment to make sure it works, and then deploy it to an end user, yeah. and then monitor and manage it to make sure it never goes down. Yeah, man, that's so fun. You know what I'm saying? So, we started taking folks with no tech background. Mm -hmm. um, I was just about to ask you that. If they yeah, have so, tech background you know, you know, here, in this, here with me is a, a great fr friend of mine who went through the program himself. You know, somebody oh, who he, worked in Lowe's, you know, 15 years. He went through the program? Six months. Y'all can't see him on camera, but okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fire. Yeah, six months. He, he landed a, a role uh, with a company called True Stage, and, and you know, the man is doing his that's thing. That's lit, you know bro. Congratulations, but, <laughs> man. That's fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's one of those things where we wanted to show people really how to solve the problem and get the bag. Yeah. Um, and our mission is to help uh, over 2,000 people learn from diverse backgrounds, learn, solve problems, and land cloud roles by 2025. Yo, and I love it. Yeah, man. That's what we've been doing, brother. And I love that so much. Yeah. Can you? So I know I've done some research when it comes to the cloud, and I'm aware, just like you mentioned, your first role that you landed being a six-figure role. And uh, generally, even on the low end, I've seen that most people that start out in like Linux, um, even on the low end, start out somewhere around $85,000, $80,000, which is incredible to hear that. Can you explain to people, because we always get new, new viewers, new people tapping in. And those of y'all that are new or those of y'all that have been watching, make sure you're definitely subscribed because we notice like 70% of y'all are not even subscribed, which we had over 100,000 subscribers. I mean, we could be at like 200,000. Right. So go ahead and subscribe if y'all getting some value out of this. But so what exactly, for, for people that don't know what Linux is, can you explain what a uh, Linux administrator or, or, or just essentially like what the cloud is and what just some of the roles that uh, level up in tech uh, trains and prepares people in, like yeah. what those things kind of look like. Yeah, so if you think of the cloud, look at your computer. If you have a computer at home, you're on a network, right? You have your Wi-Fi, you have your router network that's bringing the internet to your computer. And mm -hmm. on your computer, you have uh, this, the co computing power, the server itself, the storage, all of those good things on a computer. Think about now you have this computer being offered to you by a cloud service provider. Like mm -hmm. Microsoft would say, we give you everything on your computer at a uh, discounted rate, so to speak. But these things that you use would never, ever go down. And mm -hmm. if they go down, you know, you have another server or another unit of storage uh, in seconds. Yeah. Right. So. What we train people to do is to use those services as cloud engineers, more specifically cloud DevOps engineers. So DevOps is development operations. What you'll be doing is using those virtual services, uh, let's say in AWS, that's what we focus on, which is Amazon Web Services. That's a major cloud service provider that's around the world that they offer people their own computer networks, right? So we help you understand how to work with developers that really code and build applications from scratch take those applications let's break it down more simply for like netflix 
when you go on Netflix and you see the big red end that pops up, yeah. somebody developed that with the code, right? So somebody had to take that code, run it through some services to make sure the code doesn't break. And then they had to deploy this code in a development um, environment, which means test environment, to make sure the services they want to use to deploy to you, the end user, will actually work with the code. And then once they see that it works, everything is fine and dandy, they deploy it to you, the end user, so you can access the databases, the storage files, and you know they have uh, servers that process all of those things. And then they have the opportunity to use cloud services to manage and monitor these things. Okay, if we deploy these on a thousand servers, we need to make sure these servers never go down because if you do, then you know that can cost Netflix millions of dollars. Probably billions over billions, time. Right. Yeah. So in a sense, you in cloud, you have so many roles that you can gain from learning these things. You got cloud admin, you got cloud engineer, cloud DevOps engineer, cloud specialist, you can go into cloud solutions where these roles are all interchangeable. And even if you have a role that says cloud admin, you just need to look at the job description because just because it says this role, they may have something totally entirely different than what you're learning, right? But for the most part, you'll be able to work in the field, healthcare, finance, Car dealerships, right? Because mm-hmm. um, everyone needs to the cloud, like everyone. Yeah, needs restaurants, yeah. you know. So this is just a huge opportunity for folks right now to get into. When I when I started in 2020, this little thing called COVID came, and I didn't realize it was going to send a herd of people over to learn cloud computing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at that time, everybody was forced to use cloud Mm -hmm. and a lot of people didn't know what it was Mm -hmm. but you use it every day from google classroom to zoom all these things need to be managed by engineers in the dropbox Dropbox. everyone let us know like who all use dropbox like that's the cloud we use store in the games if you're on xbox the xbox cloud ps5 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 (laughs) (laughs) you playing right Somebody has to manage that. A yeah. developer developed that code, but cloud engineers have to manage that so you can play your game all night. Mm-hmm. So this industry is booming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the opportunities that are, that are out there for folks in high paying roles. Cloud, yeah, cloud is crazy right now. The, the cloud is, is fire. And I know that there's actually a shortage of, because we look at like tech sales. Y'all know I talk a lot about tech sales. You know, I'll, I'll speak about just various roles in tech. Mm-hmm. I know cloud, the cloud um, space in tech is one of the spaces where there actually is a short supply of talent to where like in tech sales, it pays well. It's, it's relatively easy to transition into, but the the demand is high, but also the supply is high as well. Where it's like there's a lot of demand for it. But there's a lot of people, more and more people that are like rushing to it versus the cloud space, high demand, high pay, high opportunity. Demand is high, but in terms of the, the in terms of the, the fulfillment or in terms of uh, in terms of the amount of people that are like even getting any types of qualifications for it, it's significantly low. So this is a huge space that y'all definitely should look into, tap into. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely check out again. Look at the show notes, all that good stuff. Y'all see information for uh, for level up in tech there. Hey, y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right. 
a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with, with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring, we're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events, so that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Hello, bro, this man. So, so you, you've been killing it in this space in a variety of different angles. But one thing that I noticed, I was looking at your content online. I was like, okay, he has a ring on his finger. I was like, all right, so, you know, he's married. And I'm like, you know, we're in an era right now where both men and women, like, you know, some people start leveling up, start becoming uh, successful, all those things. Or even before becoming successful, one way or another, people are finding excuses to not find joy and commitment with, like, a beautiful partner. Mm. And like I'll see people that, that are you know broke or don't don't have anything. They say, oh, I can't I can't date I can't be with anyone because I'm broke right now. I need to wait until I'm at a level of success. But then on the flip side, I'll see people that are successful, and then they'll say, oh, I don't no 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 because they weren't with me back when I I ain't have much going on. So I'm like, okay, look, either way, people making excuses to not uh, basically to not like be with somebody and have a fulfilling life. I'm curious. How has because I, I don't I guess want to know I guess around the time when you, when you got married like if it was before tech or or after tech, uh, but also how has marriage? I mean we'll, we'll be transparent. It's like the cameras ain't here. Like how has marriage like like either hindered your career or how has it actually like helped your career? Yeah. So I didn't have a career until I met my partner. Yeah. My wife. Well, that's you crazy. Know, we we dated, but. You know, I was still trying to figure out who I was. Yeah. You know, still trying to be in the streets to do what I saw. Yeah. Right. So, you know, from there, just having her by my side, baby, you made me a man. I oh, yeah. Put that, <laughs> I'm going to put that out on YouTube for the world to see. Yeah. I wasn't a man until I met my wife. Right. Wow. But having a family and having a partner that's able to speak life into you is, is very important, mm -hmm. you know, and I understand for a lot of people, you, you, you typically don't find that right. Where yeah. find the right one that just speaks life for me. I tried so many things and she was just so supportive mm -hmm. until I found what my, my purpose really was. So yeah. all those things that wasn't a thing just led me to the thing, which was yeah. tech. Mm -hmm. And she just supported me all the way by taking care of the home, right? Yeah. Making sure when I stepped in the house, my house felt like a safe space. Yeah. You know, felt like I could be whoever I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me creatively mm -hmm. just do what I need to do to be able to become who I am now. Yeah. Right. Um, and on top of that, I think for the most part, it's one of those things where 
how can I say it? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And obtains favor from the Lord. You know, Come and on, I, now. And, and this, is, this is absolutely true because in a partnership, you have a mission yeah. in life. Finances, family, and just overall purpose. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have found that if I didn't find her. Yeah, that's and fine. when the days that I was down and trying to figure out who I was, she told me who I was. Yeah, that's you know, she reminded me who I was. Yeah, and when I met her, she was a breadwinner. You know, mm, she was managing whoa, grocery stores okay. called Kroger's, Kroger chain. She oh yeah, they got they got some Kroger's out here. Yeah, in the so she's making great some. money. I won't making. I was making pennies, bro. Man. Like I was making. Matter of fact, when I when I met her, I was making eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Ooh. And to count that from there, cents. growing into the relationship we have, and her speaking life into me, and being my partner. And making sure I was able to do what I needed to do to take care of the family, I now can take care of my family ten times and beyond. That's amazing, bro. You know, she doesn't have, she don't work. She takes care of the home. I take care of everything. Yeah, man, so that's fire. It really helped me grow into who y'all see on Tech is the New Black today. Yeah, and even what level up in tech is as far as the business, mm-hmm. you know, allowing me to just find myself and channel that inner champion. And be able to just push and push to the next level to yeah. take us there. I'm curious. So since your wife was the breadwinner at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so you was making eight twenty five an hour. She was like, sounds like she was kind of like maybe on the corporate side of Kroger or at least like high level management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So she was the breadwinner. Usually what a lot of people are arguing today is that they say, yo, if a woman is the breadwinner, then either the man is too insecure to be able to handle his woman being the breadwinner or being more successful or on the reversal. A lot of guys argue, yo, no, nah, when women, when they making more money, they're not, they're not in a femininity or they don't respect me as a man. None of those pieces. And, but then I've also seen other arguments where I've seen women say online, girl, don't be with no man who broke, you know, because <laughs> if you help him when he broke and you there with him when he broke, once he becomes successful, he going to forget about you, yeah. you know? And so we're seeing all of these different arguments, but I want to know, like, what was it like for, like, really one, like, what is your thoughts towards those, those arguments, but also what was it like for y'all? Like, was, when your wife was a breadwinner, like, and when you were like, were you insecure about that? Was she still feminine? And then was there a shift at all when you became more successful? Whether even it could, if it's a positive shift or negative, like I'm super curious. Yeah, so I felt insecure, right? Mm, but that wasn't yeah. the things that she was showing me. So she actually understood the mission. Yeah. So she made the money, but she still gave me opportunity to lead. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And okay. She followed it like, okay. If this is what you say. So think about it. Like, I was a musician. So, you know, I was in the source and we we were doing big shows. I was trying to invest in the music. Then I went to clothing. Mm-hmm. Then I went to, I'm a sneaker collector, so I was selling sneakers. Yeah. And all these businesses failed. Mm-hmm. And yet she was following me as the breadwinner. Wow. She was That's following crazy. me and allowing, us, allowing me to lead our relationship and family to find success on my own. Mm-hmm. And then all of those things combined gave me the opportunity and the the uh, champion in myself to look at tech and say, you know what, I can do this. And use everything that I learned from those businesses to propel myself to the next level in tech. Where, yes, probably was scary for it because this was another thing I was doing, right? Yeah. And 
where I'm from and where she's from, we know there's a tech industry. Let's let's be super honest. As black folks, we know it's a tech industry, but we didn't see ourselves in the industry. Yeah. You know True. what I'm saying? Like, I didn't realize I could be in the industry. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, I had to be super smart coming out the womb, fixing computers. Yeah. And I just like, okay, I know this tech. But me focusing on how this can help change our family dynamic, she was like, okay, are you sure about this? And even mm-hmm. my family, my mom was like, you sure? This ain't no scam. Six figures at home. See, you should just make sure it ain't no scam. Yeah. And when we finally <laughs> were successful and I finally landed in my first six-figure role, it made it real for her. And all, yeah. and all the things she sacrificed by letting me leave yeah. and, you know, being the breadwinner, paying mm-hmm. the bills, now paid off for her. So now that's she's fire. forever taken care of. Yo, that's so fire. Yeah. Bro, that's beautiful. I love, yo, hey, look, y'all put some clapping emojis in the comments for that. That's, <laughs> that's like, that's super fire. Uh, man, man, we, we, lo- we love to hear things like that. Um, hopefully that inspires a lot of people. Definitely inspires me as well. Um, so that being said, real quick, we want to uh, shout out, going back to the comments, uh, we want to shout out uh, the, the giveaway winner for some Tech is New Black Drip. Uh, as well as for our LinkedIn optimization. Since we've been talking a bit about LinkedIn, uh, we have a LinkedIn optimization uh, training. Y'all can see it down in the the show notes below. Uh, But the giveaway winner, you receive some Tech is a New Black Drip, as well as the LinkedIn optimization training uh, for the free ski, so that way you can get that and be able to level up, scale up um, your LinkedIn uh, to get like be able to attract more brands and uh, people like that. So um, the giveaway winner is T Matthews. 2361 T Matthews 2361 email us at info at tech is the new and uh yeah like uh yeah we got you all right good stuff so you've posted a lot of game online a lot of game online you know low-key like y'all can legit just kind of go to his LinkedIn and his Instagram and you can kind of comb through there and just take notes the whole time now again he got way more stuff. He goes in a much deeper bag aside from just the surface level information. So again, I always try to encourage people, don't try to look at surface level information and think, oh, that's all I need. But it's definitely mm-hmm. something that those of y'all that are in the interview process right now, those of y'all that are trying to figure out how to like, you know, just really network and do a variety of things, that information would definitely kind of help you out significantly. Uh, but what I wanted to know is, what are some steps that you would give people who want to break into tech and steps that you would give people who want to level up in tech? Mm, so breaking into tech, I would just say pick a tech stack, whether, you know, the question we get is, well, which cloud service provider should we choose? Should I go to Google? Should I go to Microsoft? Or Adobe? Pick one. Yeah. Just pick one and learn it. Yeah. And look at a role that you want, right? Look at a role that you want to work in in the next year. And learn that tech stack for that role. That way you be prepared. Um, and it all t- starts with taking the first step and believing. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Don't let anyone tell you that it's impossible for you to transition from where you are to a high-paying career in cloud computing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of naysayers out there. There's a lot of people that's going to tell you they can't that you can't, but it's because they couldn't. Or it's because they've been in a role for this long and they haven't upskilled, they haven't leveled up, and they're super dissatisfied and they can't see someone breaking in, making the same type of money that they're Mm -hmm. making. It's money out there for everyone. All right, We had a person who came from a non-technical background 
get a total compensation of 162000 First tech roll ever. That's so crazy. don't let anyone tell you that this is impossible. Yeah. The roles are out there. The money's out there. That's what I tell people who want to start their journey. It starts in here. It starts in here before you can have it in here. All right? Amen. So for those who want to level up, well, look at where you want to be, right? So if you're already in a cloud engineering role and you want to become a manager, right? What are the managers doing? You have to learn how to serve before you can learn how to lead. Mm -hmm. So are you making your manager's job easier? Are you taking the initiative and doing some of the things that they're doing, trying to automate? If you see your team doing manual things, what can you do to automate a lot of that so they can focus on the critical tasks and you can focus on the critical tasks? Mm -hmm. What are you doing for your manager to help them uh, look better and do their job more efficiently? If you start doing those things, then opportunity is going to come in your lap, whether it's going to be where you are in that organization or it's going to be somewhere else. If you're not appreciated, because sometimes organizations overlook, right? But other opportunities that come somewhere else and you just need to be able to go out to these tech events like Thanksgiving, uh-huh. Afrotech and shake hands, introduce yourself. Stop sitting in the corner, quick pulling out your phone when you get nervous and you don't want to talk. Make yourself introduce yourself to people Talk about what you're doing. That's how relationships are built. And when people get to know you, they can give you a foot in the door and leveling up. And build your brand. Showcase what you're doing. Showcase how you're doing it. And help those who are trying to do it. That's it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.